Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 514. Yeah, I had no idea what even number we were on because it's been so long. Yeah. Uh, we had a great time recording and drinking some beers. Yeah. Since we always make this intro after the show, we've gotten through them and... The three weren't bad. I think I've had better of them, so I don't know what this place is from. Probably a smaller place. Sure. I'll hopefully find out that answer later, but... <laughs> the blonde was my favorite. Yeah. This lime one's interesting, and I, the stout was a... Yes, uh, but anyways, we, we're we a little tipsy right now, and it's it's pretty great to be back together and start it off with a, with a bang. But, yes. Um, Not an actual bang. Don't get the wrong idea. No one had that thought until you said something, Lens. Just wanted to clear it up, just in case. But we got a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on, and probably one of the best comics that I've ever read oh. that we reviewed wow, today. Wow, that's saying a lot. So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 514, The In-Between. You forgot for a second, didn't you? Maybe. <laughs> I didn't want to start with that one. What your oh. story? Yeah, I had a I had one story I wanted to say, but now I'm just like that wasn't as good as I thought. But it's been a while, so I have so many stories that I yeah. wanted to tell you, and I just haven't. Yes, to all our all our intrepid drunk on comics listeners, sorry. Yeah, my apologies. We've been MIA for a little bit. We have but... been. And you might have thought they finally gave up the dream. No, no, we didn't. Um, <laughs> I was just incapacitated for quite a bit of time. But she's all better now. Well, let's pull back on that. She got better. I'm not all better. I'm slightly better. I'm 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 better enough that I can sit in this chair for an hour yep. without wanting to murder you more than I normally would. <laughs> hey, I fed you in. Beer, you did. And I'm still feeding you in beer. We got a couple random, random beers because they are random. Completely random. They're cans without labels with just words written on them. My buddy had a 40th birthday party the other week, and uh, one of his buddies that works at a brewery brought these. Brought the. Testers. But I didn't catch which brewery it was or anything. Yeah. So Tony doesn't think about those beer. things in the moment. He's no. just happy to be drinking. Yeah, free and beer. For free. Yeah. Anything free? Oh, there I am. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I do have something I can tell you. Okay. So I'm so I'm teaching right now for people that didn't know. And one of the days, it was the end of the school day, all of a sudden from out of like the corner, this group of girls turn and this other girl turns and they let out the biggest like, ah, type thing. And I just kind of stopped because of hearing that loud noise and a little freshman walks by, shaking his head, goes, that was the whitest girl shit I've seen. <laughs> and I just kind of gave him one of those nods of like, same. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Were they just happy to see each other? Yeah, they were just girls that just like oh. high school girls that are like, you know, oh, like, like 
like, see oh each other God. after school. Yeah, there you are. There you are. But I it see was, you all the time. But again, by the lockers, lots of room. You don't really need to scream like that. But just this little boy coming around and just shaking his head, I was like, okay. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Girls like to express themselves through screeches. That's how they do it. Oh. Didn't you know? It's like I've been girl... miscommunicating yeah. with girls all my life. Yeah, you just walk up to, gr- to a girl if you like her and be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's what you've been doing wrong. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, you better fucking get that on video. <laughs> oh. And when they smack you in the face, you can be like, but Lindsay said it would work. <laughs> Will that heal you? It might, it might heal me. <laughs> now I'm try- trying to think of someone that I could do that to that wouldn't hit me. Right. Yeah. I guess so. It has to be a girl I like, so it has to be a random person. Yeah, and I feel like most girls wouldn't just haul off and smack you. They'd probably just make a face and <laughs> run away. So maybe you don't do it to a girl you actually like. <laughs> See, now communication is so complicated. <laughs> this test has never been proven out. <laughs> I'd hate for it to go wrong for you. All right. Well, with that uh, mishmash out of the way, let's get into some comic book stuff. Right on. I want to first, because it will probably get brought up later on with some other thoughts and topics we do, but I want to quick talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Okay. Oh, my God. my One of my favorite movies probably it's in the top three no of marvel movies okay i i really thought it was such a great end cap to just that trilogy because it you can look at each of those and even though there were interweaving stuff with obviously the um stones and everything and they're in infinity war this i don't know it was a perfect send-off for these characters and even though I knew the high evolutionary was in it, like totally forgot. Like I tried to stay away as much as I could from like news of this movie. Mm-hmm. Cause it was one of those that I want to see opening night. But even then from having to do this job, there was a lot of surprises. There was not a lot of knowledge of this movie, which was just also great that spoilers weren't really out there. And a lot of people's guesses were either true or false and, and everything in between, but it was, What's between true and false? Everything in between. I just said that. <laughs> but what are those things? <laughs> it was it was an emotional roller coaster. It was perfect. I don't even want to really get into it as much because, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I, I, I'm saying, like, I know you don't always go to the movie theaters. I think it will be an enjoyable movie yeah. theater thing. And this felt not like a PG-13 movie at all. Like, there was a lot of stuff that happened lots of people dying right that you're like this was there blood though that's the key there was Was there red blood no there i guess you didn't really see as much blood but in the sense of where yeah deadpool had blood like i could see how they could make a pg-13 deadpool if they were to follow this kind of formula Mm mm-hmm because of how well it was shot and James Gunn obviously knew he wanted to make his movie and right. ask for forgiveness later. Cause there was a lot of adult jokes in this yeah, and some things and scenes that kids probably shouldn't watch, but also 
the first Marvel F-bomb Yeah, but ever. kids over the age of 13. PG-13 means they're teenagers. Yeah, that's true. Right? I mean, let's think. We think about PG-13 as being okay for kids, but really, yeah, yeah, PG-13 I, means ages 13 true. and up. That is true. <laughs> I, I am thinking like my brother's kids. Right. Were, yeah. Like, no, 10. it's not for them. <laughs> I mean, no. if you want to take your kids to a PG-13 movie, go for it. But but again, I, I when you do see it, again, just letting you know, it's the first full-on F-bomb that they used, which blew me away, too, because me and my brother looked at each other like, did he just say that? You can say fuck twice in a PG-13 movie. Didn't but you know No, that? but Marvel's never oh. said fuck. They've always mm. done mother f- and then, like, you know. Right. They disappear or some or it gets cut short, the scene, you know? Right. So they never truly have said fuck gotcha. on in the Marvel movie until now. So that was a interesting nice. factoid about the movie. Nice. And it made hundred and eighteen million domestic uh over the weekend, which again you have to look at pandemic you know, rules or whatever. Are now. we still in pandemic rules? No, but the theaters aren't ever going to recover as much as before right. the pandemic. I don't think we're going to truly get that that big numbers again. I mean, James Gunn pulled it off with Avatar, but that was James just James Gunn did, or no, James Cameron did. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I would watch yeah. <laughs> James Gunn's James Gunn Avatar, not James Cameron's Avatar. It was good though. Yeah, that's what I you mean, say. I told you it was good. Yeah, that's what you said. So this is the <laughs> second highest opening this year. Okay. You guess the first? Also recently came out. Uh, John Wick 4? No, Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, really? That opened with, I think, 144 huh. or something. Odd. Million. Yeah, so this has just dethroned it, actually. it's down to, uh, That movie's down to number two. We don't really need to get into all the box office stuff. Right. But, again, that number of 118 million domestic is a smaller number than the other Guardians movies have made than a lot of other movies, but a lot more than like the hundred and four million, I think, that Doctor Strange or no, that Ant Man opened to, I think was another number that I saw. Yeah. So fu- f- fully showing that it's got more power than some of those other Marvel movies. Well and it'll probably have a good second weekend because it did do because everyone who has seen it has been raving about it. So like Ant Man had a you know a good opening weekend, but didn't have a good second weekend because everyone who went and saw it the first weekend was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean <laughs> there have been some like uh, hit or miss uh, reviews going on um, online, which again I don't, I, I can understand some criticisms of things, but I thought it was shot perfectly. Yeah, um, talk probably some more about some of that later. Just want to kind of throw out some of the gist of it because. Yeah, we're going to talk about this movie for a while, but it also doesn't really connect to anything else even going forward. So, was, did it have a stinger? I had two end scenes. And... Were they like just wrapping up the Guardians, or was it like, here's something new? One was, here's something new. The other one was kind of one of those, like, that's kind of perfect, just what they yeah they did with it. Yeah. Okay. But it, yeah, ends, ends kind of there. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, let's get into some books since it's been a while. Okie dokie. And one that I wanted to talk about when it came out. Yep. And we didn't get to record for a while that I, oh my God, I, I, this book ended so perfectly, I thought. 
then it is Eight Billion Genies, number right. eight. Yes. By Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown. So I'm going to flat out, without saying what it is, the ending of this book, the last words, like, of a wish was like the perfect profound way that this book could have ended. And I, you know, could guess it was going in the situation like that, but it was just worded. I thought so perfectly that I'm like, damn, that, that really is a perfect wish. That is yeah. a very great ending that just kind of sets your mind and going, this was philosophical to me. Yeah. This, the whole series was just a great adventure a great story it was a comic book yeah it, it was lots of things but again it also was introspective it was very just thinking what is what is it that we have around us what is it that we all need and want and right how do we get along and i think the thing that i liked about this book and the ideas in the book is how how this beginning of the book started. Like, I thought it was interesting the way it played out over time. But the, to me, the real interesting part was when it first started, the, the, the instant wishes that people made and, like, the regret. And that really makes you think about the things that you, like, you want, that you think that you want. And what would that be like to actually get those things? And maybe it's not what you actually want. You just think you want it. And we should think about things before we make decisions and things like that. So, Well, I also love that there is a narrator that we later come to find out who is the narrator throughout this whole thing. The, <laughs> the what? The narrator? A, a voice that kind yeah, yeah. of explained okay. what you just said of like right. how some people would wish this and how some people would wish that. You know, the I, I always say those texts are the, the when they're in the big blocky thing yeah. framing. Isn't that narrator narr voice? Yeah. Yeah. I was just confused by the word narrator, which sounds like garbage disposal or something. Oh. <laughs> Is it Tony word? Narrator? You, you said narrator. The oh, first I, okay. Time. <laughs> that's that's why I was confused. I was like, don't you know what I I'm know what a narrator about? is. I have no idea what a narrator is. <laughs> but I love that yes. we then find out kind of who that is within Gee. this last issue. Yeah. But again, I you figured it was a genie, but then you kind of you find out who that genie is or kind of how they came to be and just it came full circle. It was just such an amazing ride that it didn't even... I didn't know which way it was going. Each book really shifted yeah. in tone and in segments of how... Because, again, they were segments in how the time was per right. the wishes, but also encompassing, like, the idea for that book. And then the next one, we're going to kind of abandon all that ideas because we can go so to something different. So much time has passed, yeah. Even, well, the first couple were closer together, yes. but you could do a lot within those time. And just it was perfectly written. Well, the storytelling definitely got more broad, obviously, as, as the book went on. Because you did go from like eight seconds to eight minutes to eight days to eight yeah. years. And then once you started getting past the eight year, even even from the eight days to the eight years, like that gets much more broad because so much can happen in that time. Whereas the first couple books, it's like, that's such a short amount of time 
that you can really focus on the characters and what's happening in the moment, whereas the rest are kind of like wrapping up what's happened over the time that we've been gone but, from the characters. But here's the thing that I want to ask you. Could So this is eight perfect issues, but I could also see each one of those books like double what you told, like make the 16 issues because each one of those eras, you could have told a ton of more stories in that oh, setting. sure. In which case, like... How much did they think, okay, they wanted to have eight, so eight issues, so how can they put that all together, right. making that a magic number of it? But then they could have cash cowed it and been like, we could sell a lot more books by yeah. making... I think then you start getting in too much into the details of things, right? Which makes the story, it can muddy the story. Yeah, because this was also a perfect follow these people, yeah. these... And we don't need to know every single small detail. Right. But with this book that covered the last eight centuries and what happens towards the end with the characters in this book, yeah, I kind of am curious enough to say we could have spent a good three years, you know, or eight years following them in a brief yeah. book. It wouldn't need to be too much, but it could be anything and it probably would still fit in right. with this then happening too. But I get what you're saying. Too much is... yeah. It takes away from how does. fresh this is. It does. And I think that if you were to make this a longer book or an ongoing or something like that, you lo start losing sight of the concept. And in the in the idea of these genies, eight centuries is like fucking nothing at this point. So it's almost like we're meant to experience it like they do. Kind of from like a, a longer time frame that feels short. And the thing I liked about this last issue, too, is, like, all of them were the first so many times. But this one, because we found out, I can't remember in what issue, that the the bar, the bar bartender in that one bar was a genie. Mm -hmm. um, and he had mentioned being around for a really long time. What this book did is go backwards from that moment to the, the previous eight centuries and show his... His journey, His journey from the last time this event happened and the world was reset through the, and that is an interesting thing to watch everything that he's done and to build the experience so that he could, I don't know, advise. Well, it was to, he, he won something and they right. explain it right away how he won that. So I don't want to give that away, but he gets to be a human is the reward right. in this new well. Human-like. Yes, because yeah. he still has some powers, He's which could be yeah. seen. <laughs> um, but he would also get a wish as well, which he did. Right. And he wished for his bar to be... Not affected yeah. by so the why wishes. So why yeah. would he waste that? And you kind of get that revelation. But I thought even something, too, of... He was also trying to find out what, what this is all about, then. Why is this a reward? And it kind of goes through the different things of, is it learning? Is it this or that? Is it experiences? Right. And before even getting down there, he would retain his knowledge of everything, but he wouldn't have omnip omnipotence anymore or pretty much wouldn't know everything yeah. else going forward. But he will also experience pain, but he's immortal. And he's asking if it would hurt. And who he's talking to kind of goes, oh, it'll hurt a lot. But that's what makes people human right. is the hurt. Yeah. And then you see I'm certainly more human yeah. now. <laughs> but you also see that through his story and then it really makes you reflect on everything and at least it did for me in my life and I now think that that is a perfect wish. Usually 
you have three wishes, what do you do? And you try to really lawyer it, like, mm-hmm. okay, if I could do this, or how can I get the best bang for my buck, or whatever. And most everyone wants superpowers, so they will definitely wish that right. at, for one of their wishes and all that. But that's just a that's a perfect wish that's selfless mm-hmm. and also perfect for everyone. It's selfless and selfish all at the same time, which I think is kind of the point. Yep. It's uh, it's hard to find something that is those things together. True. So, cuz we all we all man just just interconnecting, man. That's I mean, spoilers, the Beatles said it. All you need is love. That is true. <laughs> do, 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 do. But yeah, I truly truly love this book. Yeah, and... definitely. I'm sure there'll be a trade, so if you guys don't feel like picking up the single issues, um, pick up the trade when it comes out. But you know what? If you go on Comixology, um, usually older issues are super cheap at this point. Just pick up all eight, blow through them real quick. Um, it's a good read. The art, of course, Ryan Brown's art is always stellar and fun to look at. Yep. The yeah. pictures of the earth and. Yep. Yep. He does. He adds a lot of it's. It tells the story, but there's also always a little extra in there. And if you know anything about his past works there's always a lot of um easter eggs too so like if you ever read god hates astronauts like there's definitely he's drawn some of those characters into the comic book from curse words he's drawn some of those characters into the comic book so it's a good time do you have anything that you wanted to discuss um the only other thing that i read um so uh sweet paprika you remember my Mm -hmm. my dalliance with that book came to an end a while ago, but they actually just came out with like a, I don't know, like a anthology type book. So a bunch of short stories about the world that they had created from the viewpoints of different characters. And it's called Black, White, and Pink, I think. Let me get back to the beginning here. It's a very long book. <laughs> yeah, Black, White, and Pink. So... Um, written and drawn by a bunch of different people. Mirka did do one of the stories. Um, so <laughs> like Sweet Paprika, this book is super horny, super horny. It's, it's a, it's a porn book. It's, it's like a very cutely drawn porn book. I don't know how else to describe it. There's a lot of sex that happens in these books, but it's just, it's always so fucking cute. So like. I don't I haven't read a lot of or any I think traditional pornography comic books. I don't know if you've delved into those. I know Kevin used to yeah. like reading those. The only thing is uh that I've read consistently for a while was OGLAF. Um it's a web comic okay. that is fucking hilarious. Yeah. You, you would you would But like also it. super horny. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's a lot of sex jokes and everything throughout it but yeah yeah so this so my impression from most porn comics is that they're it's i mean they're obviously super male focused i mean for a long time people just assumed girls didn't read comic books and i imagine that they definitely didn't think girls read porn comic books it was definitely a dude thing this to me is like the chick version of those so I would say that you might not even enjoy this comic book because it is more feminine and more 
full it's more of like a love story that also has sex so think like 50 shades of gray you know how women fucking lost their shit over that anybody who actually enjoys film watched it and was like this is fucking stupid except this isn't stupid (laughs) (laughs) um so it just i mean it has stories from the point of view of of paprika's dad um a couple of her co-workers some random characters that you never even met in the first go around just just literally little tiny sex stories all put into one book <laughs> <laughs> and the art is obviously all in black and white and pink um so if if like me you enjoyed the original run of sweet paprika i think this is a good like taste of the world that probably i don't know if we'll see anything from it ever again Unless they keep doing things like this, which I'm totally for. I could keep reading these over and over and over again. So, good stuff. Lots of boobs. (laughs) So maybe you will like it. I don't know. (laughs) Lots of ass eating in it, too. It gets real crazy. I was going to transition when you said uh, you were talking about taste. I was like, and tasting, let's open the next And then uh, I said ass eating. (laughs) But hey, it's a blonde, so. Ah, Let's eat the ass of a blonde. Feeling like a blonde today. We'll see how this this one is. Um, do you have any news that you want to first start off with while I pour okay. these? I don't. I don't. So I can uh, definitely start talking about one thing that I want everyone to watch, and it's already out the whole season. Oh, this is not comic book related at all. Oh no no no! But it's just... I know what you're going to talk about. I did watch it. Did you not like it? No, I watched. I liked oh, okay. it. Okay, uh, it's called Jury Duty. Yes, it is on Freevee. So if you have that channel, it's a free channel. But if you don't have Freevee and you don't want to download the random channel on your smart device or whatever, you can get it free through Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Freevee though, you're gonna have an ad there. Amazon makes you watch an ad or two, it does. regardless. Even if you have Amazon Prime, you still have to watch fucking ads. Well, it's because it came from the other channel. I don't care. But regardless, <laughs> it didn't disturb me from the show at all because, not disturb, perturb me from it. Uh, Deter you from it? That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I'm glad that he, I just need to carry you around so that you could be my translator. <laughs> so anyways, this show is like, if you haven't seen it yet, and it's gone viral of everyone talking about it, it is like the Truman Show, that movie, but in real life. But also split with the office on set of a trial, and I think that's giving it justice for sure. what it is. Yep. Uh, stars James Marsden because he is in it as himself, mm-hmm. and it's really this group of actors that are playing these characters to uh, pretty much convince this one person that isn't in on it that everything that's going on is a real trial, but somehow hijinks are happening, and it's really a great story of just this person and seeing how great he is like honestly it did make me like some part of like there is some you know humanity left in the world type thing because such a great dude i want to be his friend he's a good guy but he's not like there were definitely things where the good thing that he did was shut the fuck up right you know what i mean so like I wouldn't. He wasn't annoyingly good. He wasn't like Mister oh, Goody no. Two Shoes. He was a he normal, was just normal trying to do yes, the right thing. Yes. And that's yes. that's something that should be, you know, applauded sometimes too. Like yes. you know, you don't need to always go above and beyond. Just 
be a normal yes. human show, being. Show concern. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I just kind of wanted to just bring that up of go watch it because I thought it was pretty It's really great. good. So the so <clears throat> I read into the show a little bit because, I mean, the conceit of like having all of these actors there constantly and things like that is like crazy um, because like what – you basically signed up for an acting gig where you're there 24-7, but... Um, they only had a few people do that. Right, because they split them between two hotels because, oh, they didn't have enough rooms in the one. So those are the people that got to go home at night yep. um, to their families. And then the ones that were in the same hotel as, as Ronald uh, were Probably there. All the single people. Yeah, or... just just 24-7 on <laughs> acting, fucking just doing this role. Um the other thing I learned is that in California, because that's where this takes place, is that um, not only can you be called for jury duty, but you can volunteer for jury duty. So, because that's the thing I was like, well, how the fuck did they just pick this random guy? So they put out a Craigslist ad, weirdly enough. Well, because they were trying because to do they a were, documentary. They were saying they were doing a documentary and that if you got, if they if they If you were somehow you, chosen, yeah. Then you would, then you would volunteer for jury duty. Yep. And so he just assumed everybody else that was on, except for James, obviously. Yeah, who he got was, called in. Yeah. Well, there was like a, two, a couple people that. Right, because they got, they, la- they got to leave. Noah was the other person that became the racist. And yeah. Then got picked and right. wasn't really racist. Right. But... <laughs> yeah. Or when the reveal, when you find out they had a joke in there of like that, but then Ronald just being him of talking about a family guy thing. Right. They're like, did he read the script? Like, just. Small things that just couldn't have been made up how right. perfectly they worked for this show. Yep. It was it was great. Yeah. And the, just seeing the behind the scenes is just even the yeah. more magic of researching a little bit more of that's just clever and genius. And Yeah. I would say definitely for me took a couple episodes to really get into it. I like the first couple. I was just like, oh, God, am I going to keep watching this? Uh, but once you really start getting the interactions between everybody, once there are spoilers, they get sequestered. That's how this whole thing kind of has to play out. Um, once that happens and they have to interact with each other more constantly, I think that's when it really, oh yeah, really turned the turned the corner um, with that show. So I agree, definitely a good thing to watch. Yep. Um, going back into some Marvel thoughts. Last we talked about was about a month ago, and I want to say we had mentioned the skirmish with Jonathan Majors. Oh, yeah. We definitely talked about the trouble he was getting himself into. Yeah, but it was still, you know, who knows? And then right. I think it might have been, too, when he released his text, the text messages yes. that now people are reading into of, like, that seems like abuse. So now... There has been not a lot of talk, which is a good thing for the star. Again, not taking sides or anything, but I've been like, is there any news coming out? But no news is good news in this case. Yet, now that Guardians of the Galaxy came out and people are talking about Kang more, like what is going on with this, it's being brought back up. Uh, Jonathan Major's lawyers are now alleging that he's a victim of racial bias. Because already the the female has gone to court to change the what was said originally or make her statement of there was nothing, this is not domestic abuse. I don't know how the courts weigh in or do that. And so now 
they're alleging that this is all racially biased, which in our world in, in days, like, I get that that's a, a plight, but I also don't necessarily know that that's why people are harping on this right now. It's not because of his race at all. It's because he's a star of a very important franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, it's never happened before where a woman has been compelled to change her story because she's in a fucking abusive relationship. Just saying. I mean, I, I, I am mostly have my mind made up. But again, in a lot of news terms, too, you got to kind of, you know, speak. Le- we don't really give a shit about legalese at all. But like, again, here's, here's I, the I, thing. He was stupid enough to get himself in this situation. No, well, even I, if even if that the biggest thing for me is that I keep hearing there's a videotape. And if there was a videotape to really show that he wasn't, I would be like, all right. Yeah, there's. People are still going to believe, but if there's evidence showing that he's innocent, you got to then call a spade a spade, and it was a kind of messed up random night. But Marvel, or Disney in particular, is in a, you know, crosshairs of what do they do, because probably lots of breach of contracts if they just fire him Mm -hmm. for something like this. Again, most I would people are imagine like, that they have clauses for behavior. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that behavior, though, has to be, you know, legally recorded. Yeah, I guess I don't it know doesn't. That it does. That's true. I guess. I think that they could certainly write it so that anything that would cause harm to the something character. like this, yeah, yeah um, would certainly be terms for, for termination. Um, if I were an employer whose entire, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Reputation is kind of just based on these people. Then I would certainly kind of write that into a contract. And there's been lots of speculation then who to take over. Uh, we even did that a little bit ago, mm-hmm. but there's more people now saying, fuck King. Let's just have the high evolutionary become the new big bad mm, and pivot. And I am going to mess up his name, but Chuck Woody, would Whoa. I'm going to have to look this up. Okay. You look it up and tell me that I mispronounced it. However, uh, the man who played uh, the high evolutionary also was on Peacemaker, uh, which is where he got the role from James Gunn. His performance was amazing in this. Uh, lots of people talking about how his his need for just fixing things and how unstable he is of wanting to play God could work well in a Secret Wars type uh, movie. And then how do you get rid of them building up Kang? Like you could do all Kangs died and, you know, when they were on their mm. way home, like a, a random joke like that. Or some people have even thought, too, since there's already been proven. Did you find his name? I have a pronunciation video. Okay. Hold on. Well, no, you don't need to do that. Tell me if you think I said it wrong. Chikuni Wuji. Okay. So I was not close, but kind of. <laughs> and how. Anyways, um, I moved on from that, Lindsay, a while you ago. Fucking... <laughs> I knew I was doing it. 
I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you could just have, though, since in Loki we saw there are different looking versions of variants, so we know that that can happen. Right. What you could then have is just a new Kang who is, like, Supreme Kang. Sure. We could have all those other Kangs, and this guy just take over from there. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could just have him There's... literally destroy the Council of Kings as being like, I didn't need you guys anyways, and then one final ba- one boss. One to rule them all. <laughs> I got that reference. <laughs> uh, I'd be, But anyways, I'd be totally fine with that. Also, maybe they introduce Doom a little bit quicker than they're planning. I don't want them to rush that, but... Because Doctor Doom could then be part of... Yeah. He was in it. But then if they go more of the second Secret Wars where he was kind of the final right. boss in it. But I feel like they almost might want to save that. In or maybe Secret they, Wars? Secret Wars 2. Jonathan Hickman's... Uh, when he was the, the final? I thought Reed people, Richards was the final. Well, he... Doom held then Battle World together by combining the last bits of reality... Doom controlled everything. Doom uh, was there. Okay. Yeah. Reed then undid it. And, yeah. But Evil again, Reed. Doom being the benevolent leader that he is, he did save humanity, but he also yes. sent Johnny Storm up in the sky to be the fucking sun. Like, not good. Right. He's still the evil bad. Yeah. He is He is <laughs> definitely the type of villain that, because, um, you know, there's the two type of villains. There's the, I want to rule the world by destroying it. I want to see everything come to an end. The suicidal villain. And then you have the dooms who are like, I just, just let me rule you. Come on, guys. I'm better than all of you. Just let me rule you. It'll be fine. You just reminded me of something else that I I saw online of a discussion that also makes perfect sense. So, yes, those are two kind of types of bad guys. But then you also have the ones where they try to make them more human-like, like have that other side to them did it well with most all of marvel movies uh thanos being one of them yeah you could do it really shittily with morbius where you try to make whatever that bad guy whoever he was human Mm -hmm. growing up together not or as someone has pointed out james gunn where you just have an evil bad yeah the first first guardians just evil bad you then have the ego is a little bit different because being father, but then high evolutionary, like there's not redeeming qualities when you see it really of him. He's just evil. He's got a different evil. He's not trying to exterminate half the universe, but we at least uh, could understand Thanos's reason. Even if you don't agree with it, you got some part of where you, he thought he was doing it for good. No, high evolutionary. He's just in it. For himself, because he can, and he's just pure sadistic evil. Right. And when you look at... Is he like that in the comic books? Yeah, yes, for the most part. He's he's kind of like a Dr. Sinister, more with the X-Men, how evolutionaries worked with them, but he's... I wouldn't... Again, it's not... It's all about he has no morals, so he is evil. Right. But again, he... Yeah. He is exactly like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, I think in the comics, they do make him a little bit more complex to where I was trying to think like. Yeah. I mean, they have but more then time you have to more, do that. Yeah. yeah. So then you do have some more where 
he felt more of just a force of evil in this, but I'm I'm cool with that. Like Right. And if that's how James Gunn wants his bad guys to be less feeling sorry for them or putting them in position, that is also a great way to tell a story with because then you see it in the characters then. Or the the story is less the bad guy's less of the vehicle of getting there and it's the journey with the people that you're with. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm talking too much of Guardians Three, sorry. <laughs> okay <laughs> um i th- i have this saved because again this happened a while ago but um just seeing if you know do you know who the pinkertons are did you hear about all that news the pinkertons they're the people that got hired to go kill people back in the days of union starting they're the big union busters mm. full-on company that gets called to to go kill people oh. probably I'm sure Hoffa. back in the recesses of my mind and history, well, th- I've heard of them. They got legitimately called uh, by uh, Whispers of the Coast because someone got sent a box of magic cards and opened them up on YouTube, and there's a huge, you know, ado about that. Wait, what? Okay, but say they this again. But they sent real Pickertons to this person's house to... Although they're still things? They're still hitmen. Yeah. It's a whole big, th- but that was that was weeks ago. So wait, okay, wait. Sorry, explain even... to me what what happened. Wizards of the Coast, yes, sent Pinkerton hitmen hit yep. to a, some dude's house who had gotten a package of a new set of magic cards that are coming out but haven't been released yet, and he decided to to open them and oh make a YouTube video of them okay. or something. All right, so instead of I don't know suing him. Through legal channels, they just sent a hitman to his house. Yeah, yeah. Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, that. But the, that that's weeks ago news. <clears throat> what the fuck? Yeah, but okay. I thought maybe you'd have heard that. No, I, I have. Listen, hmm. I haven't been doing anything except being in pain and sleeping. So <laughs> that's okay. That's true. Oh, I, so this news is for you too. Uh, so Jim Lee was uh promoted to the president of and CCO Creative Chief uh, Officer of. DC now so they're gonna have one person overseeing it all and he also announced the new golden age uh, which is a couple series coming out they're gonna be six issue uh, miniseries of Sandman Green Lantern and the Flash so golden age new golden age I'm wondering if these are gonna be stories of the characters from like the 80s ish because that's when Sandman came out. Right. I'm not exactly sure what all, you know, this means of the new Golden Age, but I'm always, I'm just more happy of a new Sandman miniseries coming out. Yeah. So you're thinking new stories, not reprints of old stories. Yeah. Which will be cool. Or, or even those, one of those, uh, timelines, continuities, you know, because obviously many resets, maybe more stories set within them okay so that's what i'm guessing it is uh haven't read much more into that um you know that there's a giant writer strike right i did hear that that was happening yes and that's gonna fuck up a lot of things uh come forward there's already been some shows being canceled some people that can remember back to the last writer strike seven um that royally fucked up heroes probably one going to be one of the most amazing shows in television it could have been the first season just amazing yeah but the writer strike happened and it royally screwed up yeah 
how that show could have been. It did. And that's just one casualty from back in the day that I can I think specifically the, remember. I feel like it's the biggest one. No, there's a lot of other shows that I didn't watch at the time that I'm sure were somewhat big to some people. I don't know. To me, it was the I've most... I've never heard anybody talk about anything else other than Heroes when we refer to the writer's strike of 2007. Well, it brought out and about a lot of reality TV. That's also that a, is fucking a bad true. thing. God damn. I don't think that's the route we're going to go this time. What we're going to get is very terrible, low-budget movies that are going to be targeted as blockbusters that are going to be so bad, like acting and edited... Because they're just going to be shit scripts. Sure. That movie studios are still going to make because they still need to entertain. Yeah. Because oh, circus and uh, circus and entertainment or circus and peanuts, whatever they say, entertain the plebs and they won't know enough to mm-hmm. rebel. That's what we need more and more right now. But everyone just go back and watch old movies. I mean, that I've seen you've been doing a lot of old Fuck yeah. watching of Fuck. random shit. Listen, Tubi, download it. It's free. It has amazing movies on it. You just they'll throw ads in the middle of the movies from time to time. But well, one 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 movie that most people I know were just clamoring for has been delayed again. Blade. Oh, is Mahershala <laughs> is... Ali even still tied to that? Is he still Blade? Yeah, he is or was. I don't know now, yeah. but due to the writer strike, their Marvels isn't it already it. written. It's been so many rewrites. Like, I don't know if this movie, this is movies cursed. Like, just, just put out the old blade. <laughs> yeah, just re-release the first blade. <laughs> it's. Um, I saw what was it? I saw someone talking about this movie of like, uh, this movie wants to ice skate uphill. Like, it's just, yeah. You know, it's not gonna be good. Because of this, right? I feel like it set itself up to be like a really terrible movie. I, well, that's why they're probably pausing it now because they know they can't. I think with all the other fuck ups that have been talked about this movie, they don't want this to be a Morbius. Yeah. Like, yeah. that one that Marvel knew going into it before even being made was that shitty. I think they really want to, like, all right, we could probably have some other things come out that we haven't announced. Let's, we can't screw this one up, which right. again, it's not even the biggest of all characters. No, but I think unlike most original things, right, where they've done a remake of it, um, the first Blade movie was so good. It was so good. And they're having to, they have to contend with that. Like, they haven't had to do something where they've already had a good version of it. Yeah. I think that movie was perfection. Yep. I agree. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Um, the second I, one was good, too. The third one was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a good segue into um, a couple sequels that are being looked at and announced. Uh, Alita, Alita Battle Angel. All right. Who directed that one? I can't remember. It was someone big, wasn't it? Yeah, that one's James Cameron. Was it James Cameron? Yep. And it was a passion project of his to make it. Really? Yep. 
and I was so dead set on what the the direction they were going with uh, the big weird robot eyes. I only know of this because Derek loved the. Um, I mean, it's based off of a small miniseries, I think, story, and a small like uh, anime movie made based off of I think the manga of it. It's great. I I thought it was awesome. I thought it need needed more. Like I'd love to see more. Maybe if it did continue in the comic books, but from what I believe Derek told me, it you know it ends mm-hmm. and stuff. And I can't even really remember seeing it back then. But I watched the the movie and it was better than I thought. But also it was a little weird and some of the special effects could have been a little bit better. But with his new Avatar stuff and all of his money of him wanting to make whatever the hell he wants, Mm -hmm. he wants to make more Alita Battle Angel. Okay. So there's lots of talks between studios and everything of making it happen. So there's that. Then there's a Beetlejuice sequel. I knew that. There's been talks of that for years since the first one. It has um, Wednesday Adams in it. But yes, Jenna Ortega. Yeah. And she plays Lydia's daughter, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm just like, after seeing Wednesday, I'm like, that actually, I could see it work. Um, I want to say that if, if it wasn't a fan-made pick, it was maybe a pre, like, because I don't think they even started shooting this yet, or have they? I have no idea. I don't know where, where it's at, of where it is, but... Uh, it has a release date of September 6, 2024, so next year. Um, and I know Michael Keaton's going to be coming back uh, reprising his role. Um, I Fuck thought yeah. they could get Pete Davidson to do it as well. <laughs> I just need to stick the <laughs> white wig on. No, I don't think he can. He might be able to pull off the look. I don't know yeah. if he can pull off the the Michael Keaton of it all that the first movie had. So, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And then what was also announced is a Bird Box spinoff. Oh, I never even watched the first one. There's already a trailer. So the first one wasn't bad at all for a Netflix made movie. the one movie. with Sandra Bullock, yeah. right? interesting concept like honestly i thought it was good for what it was for being a netflix movie yeah. a little bit higher up than a directed tv movie but you know it's 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 it might have aged a little bit but they didn't really have a lot of cgi so it's not that terrible i don't even uh, like i know it like they couldn't look at things right because if they look at things they would then go insane right but then there are some people that could walk around and it's because they were already insane or something there's ah and then it ends with um finding um a group of blind people so they've survived this whole ordeal right because they're blind yeah Yeah. so they can't see the evilness and they had a whole lore of they're gonna show the thing that it looked all stupid but anyways a decent actual horror movie this is going to be set in the same thing time, but like taking place around the world, I guess. Okay. It's Bird Box Barcelona is what it's called. So, <laughs> stupid name. I'm so 
sorry. The whole thing sounds stupid. So I don't know if we need to have another Bird Box. I don't, just don't know why. I didn't watch the movie, so I don't know why it's called Bird Box. But to have the sequel be called Bird Box Barcelona is so stupid. <laughs> um, I have this thing with movies that if everybody in the world collectively loses their shit over a movie, which I feel like happened with Bird Box, like it became like an instantaneous part of the zeitgeist, I don't want to watch it. I don't know if it's because of my movie snobbery from working in the video store for 15 years and I know what the general masses tend to enjoy and it's not usually what I enjoy, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to watch that movie. All right. I won't convince you to, but it, <laughs> it's not a bad watch if you're looking at something that you might enjoy. Yeah. Um. So this is news to me, but MTV News is officially shutting down. Oh, it was still a thing. <laughs> That's the thing that, that was that was the news to me. What's Kurt Lauder gonna do? <laughs> he needs a job. <laughs> I assume it was still him. <laughs> I, I I would also assume so, but again, didn't know it was a thing. That's um, yeah, it's been on the air for 36 years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, interesting. So MTV started in 1981, the year I was born. Um, or 1980. I think it was 81. Um, so that means they didn't even start the news until like four years into the four or five, six years into the channel. Yep. Uh. Yep, Kurt Loder hosted the Week in Rock um, back in 1987, and then when the U.S. presidential election did the Choose or Lose campaign, mm. he was the forefront there. And then rock the vote. And then I guess, uh, yeah, Paramount owns MTV now, yeah. and they're they're gutting. So again, we were on the talking about writer strikes and then shitty movies and possible movies and all that. Stuff that's written is is out that can be made, but any new thing. So a lot of TV shows, right? Hopefully, don't go the way of uh, reality TV, but we're probably going to. But again, also a lot of these places are just letting people go, just like the tech world. Lots of people getting let go. You got to entertain us, or we're not going to have anything else to do. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting. That's mostly all that I had. You said you didn't have anything. No. So I guess my final thought then is <laughs> I, I told you beforehand of I didn't know if it would be in good taste or not. Oh, but, yes. Go ahead. Go but, Do it. So I came across news that I love looking at is toy news and new uh, vehicles, new action figures, everything. And I was came across a Marvel Legends Hawkeye with Sky Cycle for their anniversary 60th anniversary collection. Yep, um, yep. And I first thought, oh, neat, uh, a, an action toy that can roll over this person's legs. Or as you even said, does, is that a wheelchair? <laughs> and again, I... Again, Hawkeye is not Jeremy Renner, but right. we all know the tragicness that had yes. happened with him recently. And then just me seeing this, because he's also within the last week or two, two weeks ago, I think it came out of his big interview um, with is it Diane Sawyer or whoever he talked to about his recovery right now and everything. 
So to announce a Hawkeye figure, I was like, oh, good timing. But with with vehicle, just felt, oh, that's that's kind of some dark humor right there. A little bit, a little bit. I think it's funny. I know. I, but I was I wasn't too sure how if it would be funny or even to mention. Well, but, there's gonna be people who find it tasteless, and I would argue that. Why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> it is a pretty badass Hawkeye figure, though. Not yeah. going to lie. Mel will probably buy it. I was going to say, is it something Mel would enjoy? Yep. Oh, man. So, I'm glad to see you again. Yeah. It's nice to be back and not, I mean, I got a little, you probably, you guys, I'm sorry, you probably hear my chair squeaking a lot, and that's because it's really uncomfortable for me to sit for long periods of time still. So, um, that's what all the squeaks are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, Linz, we have one more beer to finish off air, but... Um, Are you going to mix yours together? Slow poke. Sorry. <laughs> I know, you're doing all the talking. I know. I know what you're going to say. Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, the new Legend of Zelda comes out soon, and I'm going to be playing that for oh, a while. So, okay. stay thirsty for lots of in time with that game. 